This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, today is an important day in the calendar. No, not because it's Groundhog's Day, not because the Puxitani Phil saw his shadow, or the lobster in Maine saw his shadow, not because there's six more weeks of winter. Today is an important day for a different reason. No, not because we're six months away from Pastor Poppy's birthday. Get your cards ready now. No, not because there's only 325 more shopping days till the next Christmas. Although that's a little closer to the mark. In fact, today's important because it's 40 days after Christmas. An important day. Another fulfillment of the Old Testament found in our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, today, 40 days after Christmas, is the day we celebrate the purification of Mary and the presentation of our Lord Jesus in the temple. You see, according to the Old Testament laws written in the book of Leviticus, when a woman who gave birth, she was considered unclean for a period of time. When a woman gave birth... She had to be separate ceremonially for a while. Why? Well, yes, blood was an unclean thing, and when a baby is born, there's lots of blood and other fluids that come out of the mom. And as a result, she's ceremonially unclean. But also, I think, because God knows that it's hard work to have a baby. And so God gives the woman a time to recover, a time to learn to be a mom, and a time to bond with that baby. So for those 40 days after a baby's born, the mom and baby would be off, separate, in their own quiet place. A biblical maternity leave, if you will. But when the time was up, things needed to be done. The mother and the father needed to go to the tabernacle in the Old Testament times or the temple in New Testament times to offer a sacrifice to purify the mother from the birthing process, to return her from her seclusion back into the community. The blood of a lamb would purify the shedding of the blood of the mother. Or if the family was poor, they might also offer two turtle doves in place of the lamb. That way, no one was permanently separated. So the mother would be purified by the sacrifice. And at the same time, every firstborn son was required to be dedicated to the Lord. You see, God had set that up a long time ago so that people would be always looking at firstborn children, wondering if that was the Savior, wondering if that was the Messiah. 
And so today, 40 days after Jesus was born, 40 days after Christmas, Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus head into Jerusalem. Our gospel lesson tells us that they were poor. They had the two turtle doves to be sacrificed so that Mary could be purified. They carried those turtle doves into the temple. They carried them up to the priest. The turtle doves were sacrificed. The idea was that that sacrifice would purify Mary. Something weird happens as Mary and Joseph go into the temple on that fateful day. You see, two people come up to the Holy Family to see the sacrifice. The sacrifice not just for Mary, the sacrifice for the whole world. They come up to see Jesus. Simeon, a righteous man who was looking for the consolation of Israel, comes up to see Jesus, the sacrifice. And he sings that great hymn that we sing every service almost since. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. Lord, now I can die in peace because I've seen your Savior. I've seen my sin sacrifice. I've seen the one who will die for me to purify my sin, to take away my guilt Simeon says, I can die in peace because I've seen Jesus. That's why we sing those words so often. That's why we sing them even at funerals. After Simeon comes up, up comes someone else. Anna, an old woman who had also been watching for the Savior, who had also been looking for the sin-purifying sacrifice, she sees the Holy Family and comes up, and she tells every single person who will listen in the massive 40-acre temple courts that Jesus is the coming Redeemer of Jerusalem. That Jesus is the purifying sacrifice. That Jesus is the one whose blood will make her pure and clean and holy. Mary and Joseph came to town to offer two turtle doves to purify Mary from her uncleanness. And what they hear over and over and over again is that it isn't two turtle doves or even a lamb that will purify Mary, nor Joseph, nor Anna, nor Simeon. 
They came to the temple to fulfill the sacrifices for purification. And what they find out is that their own child, Jesus, is the true sacrifice for them and for all people everywhere, even for you. It's Jesus. The shedding of his blood that will win forgiveness for all people everywhere. That's the essence of the gospel, isn't it? It's important news. News for Mary and Joseph and news for you and me as well. You see, while we may not have given birth 40 days ago, we too are often unclean. In fact, unclean in a far worse way. We are unclean with our guilt. We're unclean because of our sin. We're unclean because we think we have better words than God. We're unclean because we've disobeyed the words that God has given us. We're unclean because we fear, love, and trust things that are not God. We're unclean because our faith is in all the wrong things and acts itself out in our lives in all the wrong ways. God's word is clear, isn't it? And yet we still do what we want when we want it. We're impure because we failed. Failed in being perfect. We're not immaculate as we often think in our own minds. We sin. We sin a lot. Our sin stains our very life. We deserve to be separated, not just from the community, but from God forever in hell because of our sin. We need a purifying sacrifice. We need a Savior. We need something, anything, to make us holy in God's eyes. And that's who Jesus is for you, for me. Jesus is our atoning sacrifice for sin. That means that the blood of Jesus returns you to your state of holiness in God's eyes. When God sees you, he now sees Jesus. You are declared righteous, not because of your own works. You didn't accomplish righteousness yourself, no matter how hard you tried, no matter how much you gave. You are holy and righteous because of Jesus. He has come for your consolation. He has come to be your redeemer. That's why... He sets his eyes on Jerusalem. 
That's why he goes to the cross to bleed, to suffer, and to die so that you might be holy, to be the sacrifice to purify you from your sin. Jesus' blood has done exactly that. You have been coated in it, washed in it, through the waters of holy baptism. You eat and drink that blood, the sacrifice for sin, as it's distributed from the altar, in, with, and under bread and wine. The body and blood of Jesus come to you. You are forgiven because of Jesus. You are holy. For his sake. You may have confidence in that reality, dear Christian. Just as Simeon in our text had confidence. Declaring that now he can die peacefully. In whatever way. Because he had seen Jesus. You can be confident as Anna was. And tell all the people you know that Jesus is the Redeemer of all the world. You can be confident, as Mary and Joseph were, for you have seen God's salvation fulfilled in Jesus Christ. You have seen him as the light to the Gentiles. His blood is your atonement for sin in Jesus You are forgiven. Now, there's a little bit more that I think we need to notice in our gospel lesson for today and in our Old Testament lesson. So I'll point it out as well, dear Christian. And it's this. In our scripture lessons for today, We see how very important it is to bring your children to church. To hear the news of their redemption. To hear, at least in one place in their lives, about their purification through the blood of Christ. To be reminded of their salvation. In our Old Testament lesson, Hannah dedicated her child's entire life to the Lord long before that child could decide for himself, long before he even knew enough to make a decision. She brought the baby Samuel to church and made a vow to God that that child would be in church all his life. In our gospel lesson for today, Joseph and Mary bring the baby Jesus to church. They kept on doing so. As is also recorded for us in the gospels, even when Jesus was 12, he stayed at church because he had been taught to love church so very much. So you too, dear parents in Christ, should bring your family to God's house. Fathers especially, it is your duty to bring your children to church. Babies should be baptized soon after birth. After their baptism, they ought to be brought to church and even taught the faith in their own home. 
Parents, you should devote more time to God's word in your children's lives than any other thing. Studying the scriptures with them. And when they ask you the question that you do not know the answer to, sit down with them, open the Bible, and find the answer. And if you cannot, take them by the hand and ask the pastor together, teaching them where to look for the answers that they want to know. In these ways, parents teach their children that the Christian faith is serious, that it's deep, that it's challenging, that it's important, and that it's true. And in these things, dear parents, you can do that in a much more complete way than any Sunday school coloring page might ever do. You should bring your children to be involved in the happenings of the congregation, to participate in the lives of their fellow Christians. Your children should be here to watch baptisms when they happen. These next two Sundays at 10.30, that will happen. You should bring your children to watch how the congregation of Christ cares for the bodies of those who have gone to be with the Lord. To learn how to comfort the families who mourn the death of a loved one. You should bring them to church to watch how the church celebrates God's gift of marriage. You should bring them to church to watch confirmation questionings so that they might take it seriously and prepare for their own confirmation questioning. Parents, you should bring your children to church to hear God's word faithfully preached, to participate in God's sacraments faithfully administered. And we here at church will do all that we can to help you, to teach them how important Jesus is. That's why we have the children now come help set up communion. That's why we have the children now come sit up here and watch how important all that goes on up here in the sanctuary is. So that like Hannah brought Samuel, and like Mary and Joseph brought Jesus, you too can bring your children here to church so that they love church because it's here in church that Christ is present it's here in church that their sins may be forgiven alongside your sins there is nothing no nothing more important Bring your family every opportunity you have so that one day they too might die in peace. 
You should, to quote Hannah in our Old Testament lesson, lend them to the Lord so that in the resurrection you can have them back to be with them forever, world without end. Bring them here to hear of the redemption of all of God's people through Jesus. Through the purifying sacrifice. Through God made flesh. Who crucified, was crucified and died to forgive our sins. Dear friends in Christ, Mary and Joseph came to church in our gospel lesson and heard about Jesus. If it was important for the Holy Family, it's just as important for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.